What's going on, my friends? Welcome on out to Behind the Energy Podcast, where we dive into behind the scenes of DJing, entrepreneurship, and all the excitement in between. We got some friends, some cool people joining us, and a lot of fun stories. So without further ado, let's jump into Behind the Energy Podcast. Party people, uh, listeners, and YouTube world people, welcome on out to Season 2 of Behind the Energy Podcast. Uh, my name is Parker Andrews. I'm the host of the show, and we got my uh, my boy J Baby Johnson, Jordan Johnson hashtag DJ Scruffy. That's me uh, in the house right now. Uh, big shout out! Thank you to everyone who's listened to uh, season one, and uh, we're kicking it off uh, for season two in my boy Nick Nord's studio, and uh, we're doing a little video this time. So uh, hopefully you enjoy uh, to kick off the season uh jordy's in the house and he's been a, a good homie for a hot minute and uh, uh he's gonna be drilling me with some questions to uh give a little perspective to uh uh to, to me just being the host of the show uh if you're a new listener um you know maybe just uh, connect a few dots or put the put a more clear picture uh uh, for you and uh, as we dive into season two. So, uh, Jordy, anything you'd like to share before we jump into it, homie? I mean, homie? I, I, I first off, excuse my voice right now, a little, little under the weather. Um, but uh, I'm just, I'm stoked to be here, dude. We've, we've been planning this one for, uh, for a while, just kind of trying to line up this specific event being here right now and so i'm just stoked to finally be here with all this new equipment and everything like that and so it's you know the youtube world the the podcast world can you know just just fasten your seatbelts because things are <laughs> things are going to get rowdy here for real quick but it's no. been a minute it's like i think this is like the third scheduled date we're getting the backdrop, getting the camera and the lights and yeah. whatnot, but we're here. We're a professional studio. We can, we can film just about anything now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. But well, Jordy, let's uh, jump into, ready to dive into yeah, it. Yeah. Drill me with some questions. Huh? Dang. So Parker injuries, just tell me about you. Um, you know, it's, I feel uh, <laughs> the, you, let me, let me rephrase it in a different way. You, you have many friends here in in utah um anywhere mm -hmm. i feel like between st george to to ogden you know there's there's people who know who dj live is so give your let's let's get a little introduction about you mm -hmm. um yeah I, i've been been blessed to have a lot of friends and like be in different communities uh through the university of utah through the lasan institute sigma chi uh the dj community and like my day one homies and my family and whatnot but uh, my name is Parker and, uh, Jordan, I mean, you probably know me better than <laughs> most people on this planet, but, uh, I am a college student, graduate in two weeks, uh, Let's go, from dude. the U. Congratulations. Uh, and we, it's a long time coming, bro. Uh, Nick, remember those days, of sleepovers in Lausanne? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm, 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 uh, I'm Parker. I, uh, I am a U student. I, uh, been DJing out almost 10 years. And uh, uh, go by the name DJ Alive on the Wheels of Steel, and uh, owner of Alive Entertainment, and uh, host of Behind the Energy Podcast. There we go. I so, love it. That's that's what's up. You mentioned ten years of DJing. How does that feel? Almost. Almost. Just about. Just about. How, tell, 
tell me a little bit about that. How does that feel to, to think back that it's been almost 10 years that you've been doing this? It's weird. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't feel like that because the first year, two years of like growing and like trying to figure stuff out mm-hmm. was probably some of the most fun times mm-hmm. uh, and the most memorable times. Totally. Um, and if I, I think I talked about this in another episode, but if I'm being honest, like when I first started spinning, I, I had different intentions from where I'm at now. Like, yeah. I wanted to be Steve Aoki. Yeah. And I wanted to throw the craziest parties in Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little different, mm-hmm. but uh, we still got some big dreams and goals in the That's year right. ahead. So. That's right. Tell me, uh, tell me about the first ever event you remember DJing and kind of some of those, those events. I mean, I'll, I, I'll, I'm going to target a couple, couple events specifically, but yeah. tell me about the, the first event you remember DJing. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you'd really technically call it DJing, but, uh, it was the end of my, is that sophomore year? Yeah. Sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Uh, had, had saved up money and, and got a loan for my first set of speakers and uh, we were at my friend Kyle Orman's basement. Shout out to all the homies. And um, it's just an unfinished big basement. And I set up, you know, my, my speakers, my lights. And uh, uh, I, didn't, I didn't even have like a controller or turntables or anything to mix on. It was a virtual DJ on my uh, HP. And I didn't have an input for a microphone. I had got my dad's uh, guitar amp uh, that had a quarter inch input for a mic. Um, so I was had two separate systems. And uh, I remember like within the hour or so, like it started popping off and there are seniors. Like, yeah. like we're sophomores and there's yeah. seniors at the, at the party on the dance floor. Like that, w- that was some, some crazy stuff at the time. <laughs> but uh, uh, I remember... The first time I actually got on the mic, like as an MC, uh, realizing how dull I sounded mm-hmm. and, and realized how, how, how in which I choose to inter- interject and what time and the, the energy and the enthusiasm uh, really matters. Sure. And so when I'm, pl- when I'm talking on this crappy mic uh, in the, uh, the guitar amp, like over the sound system that's playing... Uh, I just like, wow, that was so weak. Like that, that sucked. I, <laughs> I got a lot of work to do. And uh, that same night, like I realized uh, the the power of, of choosing when to play songs. Like yeah. uh, I, I, sh- I truly remember shots by LMFAO. Like That's that was, classic. that was, that was, that was, that was like the height right. of that song at the yeah. time. And uh, Teach Me How to Dougie was also like Oof. really popular. Two really popular songs at the time, mm-hmm. but completely different energies. And so, right. uh, so I, I remember like playing playing those two back to back, but realizing how it didn't work as well as it could have, mm-hmm. because there could have been a better time or uh, a way to transition rather than a crossfader and an effect on my <laughs> laptop. But sure, sure. Um, that was the first event, and uh, those those day one friends uh, who were with me there are mm-hmm. still with me and. I'm super grateful. Right. So, so with that, let's touch on, <laughs> let's touch on a few milestones, if you will. So started off in an unfinished basement, then moved to planet play. Yes. Right. And yes. then, you know, there's been school dances and weddings on top of that. And now you're, you know, you're 
getting into the club scene more more consistently it seems mm-hmm. let's talk about that tell me tell me tell the story briefly about that that progression there okay um when i started I, dude i wrote this i'll have to show you this this is business plan mm-hmm. on my word document or i think it was like publisher or something yeah to my parents to like work out this lo- a co-sign loan for the sound system but really my my thoughts going into it is that i want to throw parties mm-hmm. I, I didn't, I, I wasn't intending to do a lot of private events. I wanted to throw parties. Right. That's where the fun was. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, as a 16, 17 year old kid with very little income, I was really limited and I didn't know about sound ordinance and licensing and capacity and, you know, just didn't have much, much room to make traction there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it quickly accelerated to like friends, sweet 16s, uh, and friends of friends Mm -hmm. birthdays. And, uh, that led to, I remember that led to like a a church dance, which then opened the door to high school dances. Mm -hmm. Um, first high school dance that, uh, that, uh, we DJed was, uh, Alta. Uh, and I I was a senior in high school at the time. Uh, and we had gotten that gig from the church dance. Okay. Like, there were students from out to, they're like, yo, this DJ's sick. You need to come <laughs> do our school dances. I'm like, consider it done. Sure. Um, and uh, at the time, we weren't a licensed business. I didn't know what a EIN, employee identification number, was. I didn't uh, know what a W-9 was. I'm like, hey, yeah, fill out this W-9 and we'll get you your payment right. and send us an invoice. Like, what is that? I mm-hmm. didn't know what it was. But... Um, uh, Luckily, uh, the uh, administration and uh, student government advisors, Mr. Packer, if for some reason you're watching this, I I, I love and appreciate you and uh, know that you've opened a lot of doors. But um, it led to one high school and that just spread and uh, started picking up traction doing weddings. Mm -hmm. Um, And... uh, my junior senior year in high school is when we did throw some parties and that was planet play. Right. Uh, that was, uh, that was at the megaplex. We did, uh, some one-off stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's stuff we talked about in previous episodes. So if you want to take a listen, jump back there, but, uh, throwing parties for high schoolers as high school student. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's a lot of fun details there, but we don't totally. need to dive into that. But um, I guess in, in recent years, it's been uh, a heavy focus on, okay, not recent years, 2016, 17. Like mm-hmm. that was when I got into spinning on turntables Yeah. Um, on, the, on the vinyls. And, right. and that's when I put a lot more time into, I guess you could say, practicing the technical skills of mixing. Mm-hmm. And uh, that also came with investing in new equipment right. and um, beginning to identify the brand a bit more and uh, identify our ideal clients and um, really working to refine the, uh, the, I guess you could say the systems mm-hmm. um, and the standards mm-hmm. that uh, we've got. And um, shoot, I'm trying to think when we had Devin on. Devin would have been 2018, 19 is right when that, that started, I would say. I picked up. Because that was right when I got home from my church mission. 
Okay. Yeah. I, so I, I just, I remember that going on of you telling me that you were wanting to, to bring on another DJ or wanting to, um, that you were thinking about Devin, just, I mean, Devin's an all-star, you mm-hmm. know, we, he's been on the podcast before and mm-hmm. just stellar. And so I, I remember right around that time, end of 2017, beginning of 2018, I believe it was. That sounds about right. Yeah. I, moving forward, I need to like mark these milestones. <laughs> um, because when we look back five years from now, it's, right. you know, it's going to be super sick, right. super, super sick. But totally. um, yeah, around, around that time is when we started, uh, uh, I guess, broadening our perspective of how we could grow Alive Entertainment. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when uh, my friend uh, Dev, uh, a very excellent DJ, uh, joined Team Alive. And then uh, we did some coaching with another DJ and uh, also got uh, Argus on the team. That's too. right. And, yeah. um, I've had a lot of uh, awesome assistance on the team as well for larger events. That's really where our friendship kicked off. That's right. Um, Ironically yeah. enough, an Alta high school dance too. So yes, it, it's, yeah. it's all coming together with, yeah. with Alta there. <laughs> Alta gang. Uh, right. uh, next episode, we're going to be diving into some of those fun details. That's right, man. Got some good stuff. Going down memory lane, but yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's where we're at. That's kind of like a quick overview of really, I guess the growth of, mm-hmm. of Alive and uh, where the team's at right now. And, Got a portfolio, Parker. You know, it's it's it started. You know, it's started from the bottom now here. You know, but Add me on we're, LinkedIn. We're, we're, we're still growing. We're still growing, man. But the reason I asked that question is just to kind of give the viewers and listeners some perspective of, you know, kind of who you are. You know, where where it started and where it's at and where you know. I mean, I, I'm sure in coming episodes where it's you know they'll be able to see where it's going. But remind me when what year was it that you started DJ? Like that it was like this is I I'm. A mm-hmm. DJ. Mm-hmm. 2012, technically. Okay. Um, but if I'm being honest, like when I first started, I, w- I didn't see myself as a DJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I was curating playlists and play- pitch- picking the songs, but like I was literally playing off my laptop for the first almost a year. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it the, the 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 company at the time it was called Alive Mobile DJ. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't necessarily see myself as a DJ. It was just a live mobile DJ. That was yeah. the name. And uh, people started calling me DJ Alive mm-hmm. as we started throwing these parties. I'm like, hey, that's pretty dope. Mixing sounds fun. Uh, let's let's ride this wave. Sure. And uh, that's that's what 2012, 2013 looked like at the time. I love it. So, did you have like a an inspiration or some sort of like motivator to get you into DJing? Yes and no. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, growing up, I've always been doing like entrepreneurial type things. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you knew this, but I actually started like a skate team. I remember you telling me you would record yourself skateboarding and yeah. like post it to YouTube. Yeah. I didn't know there was a specific like skate team though. <laughs> Dude, I, if I find those videos, you will Please. be one of the only few that can watch them. They, they're terrible. Oh, I like can't braces wait. and long hair. And oh, dude, we all went through them. My, man. my, was it like a not a Hurley, um, a Quicksilver jacket or oh, something? Oh my though? goodness! It was, it was. I mean, you know, you and I both have skate history. Yours is a lot more profound than mine, but I'm sure that jacket was the profound, same jacket you wore every single day because you got it from some dope skate shop here in Utah, maybe or something like. At least that's how it was for me. I don't know. I just felt like. 
freaking sick when I was doing it. It was the crew pants is what I wore almost every single day. Dude, crew was a, that was a popping brand, bro. Back they were the, expensive. Dude. Yeah. And they were the, the only skinny jeans I wore or I had and they had like buttons yeah. right here. And uh, so yeah, I wore those every single day, but um, sorry, skateboarding brand. No. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Get distracted. Getting on track. That's okay. Um, in elementary, I started this, this skateboarding team with like my neighborhood friends. It's called right. Extreme Skateboarding. I drew oh, a logo and I really? uh, got shirts printed and everything, like Jeez, the iron dude. on things. Um, I I mean, back in third or fourth grade, had this kiosk that yeah. um, I would wheel to the bus stop when mm-hmm. I was off track or on the weekends. And the hot ticket items we sold were, were fun dips and the three foot long pixie sticks and the spray it. candies. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, middle school, one year in elementary and another in middle school, uh, had uh, actually built 300 houses in our basement. I wish you could have been there for that, bro. I've heard about them. I've seen the pictures and this the the banner and everything, dude. That's those. That was an era for sure. It was. It was like I'm. I'm gent. I mean, it was years ago, but dude, like I would be down there for hours by yeah. myself, and sometimes my dad come down and help me out. Yeah. Like, the neighborhood homies. Um, but yeah, I built haunted houses and, uh, we had this big unfinished basement and we, uh, promote it in school. Like I get on the, the school intercom and, nice. um, put a bunch of flyers over the walls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got in trouble for that later, oh, but, okay. um, I had these fog machines and black lights and strobe lights and, uh, come time to do my sweet 16. I'm like, yo, this electronic music's sick. Like, what if we had a dance party in the mm-hmm. basement? Mm-hmm. So we painted all the walls white and neon. And I went to Guitar Center and bought $130 mushroom light. And <laughs> as a 16-year-old, like, this is so much freaking money. Mm-hmm. And it's the simplest light you can buy, but it's the sickest right. thing ever. And right. So anyways, um, back to your question, though. Sidetrack. That's okay. Uh, a lot of, I guess... My my younger days growing up, I was always just doing like entrepreneurial things, mm-hmm. creative things, building things, and um, I always had this like knowing for myself that I'm 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 going to be working for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love working with people in teams, and have had a lot of opportunities to do that in more mm-hmm. formal settings. But um, I liked doing my own thing, and uh. I'm a a big uh, I guess you could say advocate for uh, for uh, experiencing the most out of life and and doing what makes you genuinely happy and totally and fulfilled and uh, so that's that's a big driver and has been and still is a very big driver for starting and then um, around the time uh, high school like fourteen fifteen sixteen mm-hmm. you know Parker that's when I started listening to uh, Mac Miller quite a bit, yeah. as you know. Of course. I mean, we went and saw him together. Dude, we went and met him. Did. We met him, dude. But uh, uh, Mac, believe it or not, was a, a very big inspiration um, uh, behind growing uh, DJ Alive. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, from doing his own thing and and uh, having no shame and... Uh, being creative and and constantly just putting out fire mm-hmm. killer work like 
being this young guy, I mean, I think he's like three three years older than me. Um, he passed away at 26, so my age. Right, right. And so being this young punk skateboarder kid, seeing Mac do his thing, like right. that was super motivating. That was sweet. So, yeah. Oh, definitely. Mac was, you know, a little moment of remembrance about him. But I mean, that, mm-hmm. you know, if if you know Parker, you know that he likes Mac Miller. Like, I I frequently will, if I, I mean, it happened, maybe it was over the summer, I had a question about Mac Miller and we were with a group of people or, and I was just like, you know, Parker did, did Mac ever do this? Like what, what was the story behind and Parker? Just, just like that could like pull off information about Mac, like, like it's nothing. And so it's, if, if anybody knows about Mac Miller, it's, it's Parker injuries. So it was an unhealthy obsession. (laughs) Like, like you were Jordy, you came in my life, like near the tail end of that stuff. Uh, but like, probably, junior senior year yeah. like it was i Park, was, parker was had bad, this bro. uh this uh it was like a cardboard cutout of mac miller in his room i remember that and first time right when when parker and i first started hanging out i, I walked in and saw this mac miller cutout and i was like mm-hmm. yeah we're gonna be good friends like no so, from there but uh sorry fun side story so my my girlfriend at the time uh wanted to surprise me with a really cool birthday gift mm-hmm. and it it was a custom blanket of Mac Miller on it mm-hmm. and she needed to get the image for it. And so mm-hmm. she had to print that out mm-hmm. and I'm like, Hey, I want to keep that. So that's, that's where that came <laughs> yeah, from. No, that was, that was yeah. sweet. Like, yeah. I mean, it looked good too. It wasn't like pixelated or anything. So, yeah. so Parker, tell me about the evolution of, of your name, DJ live. Like how did you come, how did you decide on that? How did, you know, how did that come about? Just, just tell me about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm immediately like transported to my art class in, in high school. Uh, as I was brainstorming ideas of like how 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 is my DJ business gonna set, stand out from others? How is it gonna uh, be different? What's gonna make it unique? And uh, I had gone to very few parties as a mm-hmm. as a 15 year old kid, um, but I remember going to somewhere the DJ just or there wasn't a DJ or like the one playing music, there just wasn't much hype or intention behind it. And I'm like, yeah, there's so much potential or opportunity. Um, I, I, I was sitting in my art class and I was literally just brainstorming ideas. Like what's, what is it going to be? What is it going to be? And I remember saying to myself, I want to make the party come alive. Mm -hmm. Like, like literally just, just in my head very clearly. And uh, at the time, you know, you had your headphones in all the time. Of course. You, you know how it goes. Of course. Yeah, your skull uh, candies. We, ta- we talked about this. And uh, I was listening to a song uh, called Alive by Kid Cudi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I-, I thought that was like a really weird coincidence. Uh, maybe it was something in my subconscious, but I thought it was really cool. So I, I continued to lean into that uh, uh, and kind of dig further down that that thought path. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I started to think, what does it mean to be alive? What, what does aliveness feel like? What, uh, what is the opposite of alive? And that's where my brain, um, went, well, if you're not alive, you're dead. Yeah. And then if you're dead, you're, or you're, you're going to die. You're probably <laughs> at the hospital. Right. And as maybe think of those heart rate monitors, um, the EKG readings, uh, where there's that heartbeat and, uh, 
I was literally just in art class, just sketching stuff out. I could show you the, the drawings because I still have them. And uh, I incorporated that heartbeat into the A of Alive. Yeah. Um, and it was a, a live mobile DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, uh, I've been, I was drawing stuff out, messing around on like word publisher, trying to come up with a sick logo or whatever. Yeah. And I uh, told my grandpa about it, who's a, who's a very talented artist. And um, he took the idea and just took it upon himself to start creating different logos and, and artwork. And um, he came up with uh, the first official logo, logo mm-hmm. of a live mobile DJ, mm-hmm. that electric blue with that very clear heartbeat. Uh, and then it, it uh, slowly uh, transitioned to DJ Live instead of a live mobile DJ. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that's, how it all that's, that's, that's where Alive came from. So, what, so we, we kind of talked briefly a minute ago um, about the early days of DJ Alive. Mm-hmm. Um, but what did those, you know, in your own words, what did those early days look like? Honestly, it's just fun. Yeah. Like, yes, you get older, there's more responsibilities and, you know, running numbers and taxes and contracts and sales and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Uh, but when I was 16, 17, 18, like, none of that crossed my mind. Right. It was literally just partying with my friends. Right. And, um, a lot of the stuff we DJ was for people our age. And so right. uh, it was, I'm not saying I'm not having fun now. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it just was a, a different kind of fun because right. I was naive mm-hmm. and, uh, was less timid about trying something new mm-hmm. and got nothing to lose or I don't know if I have anything I'm going to lose. Mm-hmm. So. so it was just, you know, all gas back then. But yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Dangerously caffeinated. Yes, that, there we go. Like, the, the fuel was the Red Bull, <laughs> or the, the Mountain Dew. Yeah. You know, I sometimes I, I don't see how Red Bull didn't pick us up for a sponsorship. I mean, you know, those were the days, man. They missed out, bro. You you mentioned a minute ago, uh, and, you know, mentioned a minute ago that you're, mm-hmm. you're about to graduate from college. Yep. So uh, how did college make its way into your DJ career? <sighs> Long story short, I was really close-minded to school. I've never been great in class. I feel like i got to put a lot more effort to retain information and, and uh, uh, really, I guess, absorb that well. And so uh, I was not down for school. When I was in eighth grade, I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to college. No. Uh, I guess be on every science question in the ACT, and I intentionally fell asleep. <laughs> like I was not going to school. I yeah. knew I was going to be a creator or an entrepreneur in some way, shape or form. Well, uh, a year or so after graduating, uh, an amazing friend of mine, Mohan, whom of which I am so grateful for and think incredibly highly of is like, Hey Parker, you need to go to the U. There's this entrepreneur program. I think you'd absolutely love it. It's like a glissand or something. Mm-hmm. And, Thinking highly of Mohan, I'm like, okay, I'd, I'll look into this. And so I, I got on my laptop and looked into this entrepreneur program uh, at the U and uh, I guess you could say was absolutely blown away by what, uh, what, I, was, what I was researching at one in the mm-hmm. morning. 
they were opening this brand new living learning community called Lasan Studios. And really it's a, a hub or a community f- centered around student entrepreneurs that are hungry, driven, motivated. And I was so blown away by the concept that I'm that night, I'm like, dude, I'm going to college. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember telling my mom the next day, she started crying. Like it, it, it was, it, it was, it was, uh, so unexpected and life changing. Yeah. I, I remember like getting that rush, like through my body, like this, this is, this is what I'm, I'm meant to be doing this next chapter of my life. So, um, uh, I saved up and started school the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't planning on getting a degree. It was like one, two classes. Uh, I was there for Lasand, the people, the community, the programs. And um, I got involved in their student leadership programs uh, over the years and uh, was able to uh, accelerate within yeah. them to where scholarship became um, available to a point to where it's like, dude, if I don't pursue a degree, if I don't finish a degree, like I'd, I'd be silly. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm getting my degree. And, yeah. uh, about, if you count it by semesters, it's taking me six years. Right. Um, but, uh, uh, it's the best decision I made in my life. And totally, um, I am forever grateful for the Lausanne Institute and, uh, my time being a student and, <laughs> um, so many memories, relationships, uh, and uh, really, uh, if I were to like give one takeaway, like I, college taught me to learn how to learn, how to think critically, how sure. to sit down and um, and uh, challenge myself mentally and, yeah. and, and focus and whatnot. So, anyways, uh, that's that's the uh, snippet of the college experience in the Lausanne Institute uh, and the best decision I've made in my life. So, so what, what would you say is the biggest learning experience you've had as a DJ? The biggest learning experience I've had DJing. Let's say, let's say DJ, DJ career, running a business, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of opening up the spectrum for an answer there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, taking in and truly manifesting, manifesting the the wins the mm-hmm. small wins the big wins uh for almost the first half of my djing mm-hmm. i was having an absolute blast but i wasn't um absorbing the success that we were having mm-hmm. and uh really I, I was undervaluing what we were bringing to the table and so that um i guess really was a big pivotal point uh in my djing career and a live entertainment from playing around and, and having fun and, you know, doing some smaller parties to really uh, taking the next step and, and uh, realizing that, you know, we are very seasoned, uh, knowledgeable uh, entertainers, DJs that we're providing a lot of value. And so to come full circle on that, noticing the successes and the wins and, and accepting them and, and manifesting them and moving forward with them with confidence. Totally. As, really, I guess you could say the biggest, uh, like eye-opening learning experience. Yeah. So if you were to give here in the years 2021, mm-hmm. if you were to give, you know, somebody who just downloaded 
virtual DJ and huh. pick up picked up a, a new Mark uh, controller from Guitar Center. Mm-hmm. You know, a word of advice, what would you say? Mm-hmm. Some, some, or in other words, a beginner DJ, somebody who who's looking to to get started. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, first off, start with fun. Like, if you're not having fun, then mm-hmm. what are you doing? But uh, I, I'd encourage you to look at uh, look at your goals. You know. Is this a bedroom DJ? Is this a private event yeah. DJ? Is this a club DJ? Is this a producing DJ? Look at your goals and see where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think that will dictate uh, the path you choose. Mm-hmm. Um, but specifically mixing, uh, I challenge that DJ to uh, become proficient and confident in, in beat matching and learning how to, how to mix, when to mix mm-hmm. and, and, uh, when to mix in the right tracks, come in and come out and uh, really create a seamless blend. Um, that's something that I, I, I put high on the totem pole. Absolutely. For DJing, so. I love it, man. And you know, I, got, I got one last question for you. Yes, sir. And I know a lot of the, our, our viewers, our listeners are, are eager to hear this, but what are your aims for the, the podcast? Oh, the, the podcast. Okay. Yeah. Um, so season one, uh, it was a little bit more geared towards the company, like a live entertainment. Uh, and season two is taking a little bit of a different change in path, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, it uh, is going to be more so focused on my DJing and entrepreneurial journey. Okay. Uh, kind of like, uh, like capturing my own story. Mm-hmm but incorporating all the awesome people I met along the way. I love it. Like, like yourself. Uh, we're going to be, <laughs> we're going to be chopping it up in episode or the next episode, yeah. next episode. And, uh, all the ama- other amazing, uh, DJs and entrepreneurs, uh, people within my community and the sub communities, um, in the entertainment world. Uh, so whether that's, Pulling more from an entrepreneurial perspective, or you're new to DJing, or you uh, are uh, in the event space and you're an expert. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, hopefully, you can find little nuggets or entertainment out of this. But I love it. That's that's the path it's going down. So I'm excited. Then I can't yeah. wait to hear it. Yeah. Well, well, Parker, that's that's all I got for you. You're done um, drilling me. I'm done drilling you. But mm-hmm. it's been it's been a pleasure to be able to talk to you, and I hope. Um, our viewers and our listeners can be able to get more of a, a grasp of who DJ live is, who Parker Andres is, you know, I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's been touched on, but we've known each other for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And I know you've got a lot of, of value to yourself and, um, I can't wait for all the viewers and listeners and our fans, <laughs> uh, to, to be able to benefit from what you have to offer to, to the podcasting world, to the YouTube world. So, Thank you, Jordy. Of course. I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Like, was there some stuff in there we chat about that you didn't know about? Um, I feel like I, I pretty much I knew all of it. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's there was a couple. I, I, well, yeah. okay. For starters, the the skateboarding team, no clue about that. Yeah, yeah. Did not know about that. But you know, uh, Parker and I, we we became friends. Uh, you know early on because of our, our love of Mac Miller. I mean, we put that together and 
Parker's like, you're a fan? I'm like, I'm a fan. And I quickly realized how much not of a, I don't know how to probably say this. Parker really showed me of what a true fan <laughs> is of, of Mac Miller. Um, but we've, we've always shared that love. And, and so uh, that was just one of the things I, you know, was reminded of today. But mm -hmm. I'd say the only thing I didn't know about you was the skate team. Like that's, that's pretty, I'll, pretty sweet, man. I'll show you the logo, bro. It's legit. Oh, I can't wait. Um, <laughs> thanks for facilitating it, Jordy. Of course, man. Uh, and uh, those listening, seriously, thank you. Um, I, I'm, I'm amped because we, we've got traction with the podcast, but season two is going to be that much more rad. And uh, I think we're going to be continuing to season 10, uh, like just down the road. So yeah. uh, Jordy's been the day one and, uh, you know, I, I, uh, We just connect on so many different levels, and so that's why I think it was it was appropriate to have Jay Baby in the house uh, facilitating Appreciate this. It. And um, uh, we'll get to know Jordan a little bit more in the next uh, next episode. Um, Stay tuned. But uh, that's it. That's a wrap uh, for episode seventeen, eighteen, a Behind the Energy podcast, season uh, two. Jordan Johnson, Parker Andrees, peace out.